Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. is off track with Hinch and Rossi. All right, guys, uh, we've got a very special guest for you in store because Tim and James make me do more than one of these a week. Uh, we started doing interviews again, and this time we have what almost was our first back-to-back Indy 500 winner since Elio, 2001? Is that 2001, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Marcus Erickson, welcome. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's good. It's good. It's, you know, this usual uh, Monday after a race weekend sort of hangover feeling almost. Uh, Especially when you have a day like I had yesterday, then it feels really not fun. Uh, Mm. You know, ended on lap one and on my own mistake. So that sort of doesn't get much worse than that. But luckily, we're in the middle of the season. So it's a new race in a couple of weeks. So that's, I guess, a good thing. So that is true. That is is the best part about racing. It's like, you get to do There's it. There's always another race. Yeah. So so what you're saying is if you have a bad Sunday, your normal go-to thing on a Monday is to come home and, and buy a house because I understand that that's what you have been doing today. <laughs> retail after. therapy, some might call it. Retail. Th- that's, a, that's a big, big dose of retail therapy. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed some sort of uh, positive energy here on my Monday. So I just went out, you know, just called around. He's like, store. hey, I'm going to buy this house. <laughs> No, it was it was planned for a while, obviously, but yeah, just close on a house, so it's uh, that's super exciting. Yeah, that got my mind and my wife's spirits up. Uh, on Congrats, this, uh, ra- rainy Monday. Thank you, and thank that, you. And yeah. that's um, you've lived in Indy for quite some time now, and up until this point, you've always just rented places. Is that correct? Yeah, stupid yeah. enough. Yes. Well, no, but, uh, I mean it's <laughs> it's hard, right? Like you're not you're not American. You don't know necessarily like how long you know, you're going to be here for. So it's hard to make that investment. And then as years go on, it's like, well, I've rented, I've done this for so long at this point. Like why stop? No, I get it. Like it's, it's yeah, to be honest with you, it was, you know, yeah, it was that situation for me. Like pr- pretty much every year it was like, oh, I don't, you know, I want to stay, but I don't know, you know, you don't know this business, how long you're going to be staying and stuff like that. But after last year, the 500, when I won that, I was like, okay, this, probably going to help me stay stick around for a while so we've actually been looking at houses for like the last 12 months we haven't really found the one yet but yeah we did that a couple of weeks ago or a month ago and uh yeah just moved moved on that uh, today so it's uh yeah exciting times ahead now you full-time who's here who's here who's here who's here you learn how to say it yep yeah. yes. fun fact about that do you guys know why we're called hoosiers people from indiana absolutely not neither do we 
I was gonna, I was just gonna say, I feel like we've talked about that. It's literally like a thing nobody really knows, yeah. and nobody quite gets it. But you, man, you guys have leaned into that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an insult in uh, in Missouri. Calling somebody a Hoosier is an insult. Because of the meaning of the word, or because they're inferring that they're from it Indiana? Just, no, like it means something different. It means like hillbilly or redneck mm. in, in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't I mean, think I there could... might be some cor- Never mind. That, I'm gonna. That's leave that. our official federal designation, by the way. We are. It's like we're we in Hawaii are the two that have weird ones. If you're if you're from Hawaii, you're a Hawaiian resident. You're not Hawaiian. Hawaiian refers to the ethnic group, whereas somebody that's not a weird one. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Anyways, Um, I wanted to ask Marcus a question. You had the pleasure, pain, whatever, of being uh, James's teammate for quite some time. Crap. Um, Give me one pro, one con. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, but but pros, uh, it's quite easy. You know, I came over from F1, obviously, and everything was new for me coming to America. And James, nice guy as he is, uh, was was actually being very open and very helpful, especially with ovals. I remember, and I think we talked about this probably even on on record. But yeah, my first oval test was in Texas, and I'd never done anything close to an oval in my life and you know going to that first oval test and obviously texas is like the most scary and extreme one on the calendar so i remember going there and james was there with me and he you shook down the car in the morning i think and sort of was there helping me out during that day and that was uh that was a very helpful thing for me to to you know have on that day but also that whole first season to have sort of a teammate like like james to sort of lean on on, on especially the ovals because that was uh it's a steep learning curve, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's like nothing else. Um, so what's the con? Bad yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. What is that? I Literally know, everything man. else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my my terrible yeah. Swedish. Yeah, exactly. You tried to teach me how to speak know, Swedish. Man. It didn't go well. Yeah, we had some Swedish tests. Yeah. 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 No, I think we we did we got we got along well. I think we we didn't didn't get into any trouble. We, we were doing all right. Good. Yeah. So it was that's a funny good. year. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I mean, we, we both they both got the fired at the end of it. So you know, that's it was a great year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we, maybe we had experience. too much fun together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got to share a very unique racing experience together. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so yeah, I we, didn't realize we, James we, getting naked got two people fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it actually got several people fired. Uh, yeah. That was not. Uh, luckily, yeah. that was not Marcus's. That was that one. I don't. I don't have to take credit for that one. I don't think. Um, but um, no. So so we know obviously your IndyCar career, and uh, and and most people know and and followed you at some point through your F1 stint. You were there five years in F1, right? So how, let's go back even further, uh, young man from Kumla, Sweden, and uh, big fan of hockey, big fan of racing. You played both. What was kind of the tipping point where you had to sort of decide one or the other? And, and, and maybe it's kind of what, what got you interested in racing. And I know you had to make that decision at some point between hockey and racing. Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, so, so growing up in Sweden, uh, I would say motorsport is, you know, not a big sport in Sweden, but there's still some decent interest around it. But it's not the sort of usual, you know, hey, I go and 
drive go-karts every every day. So it was a bit unusual, but I, I picked up go-karts. Uh, it was a rental go-kart place close to me. So when I was like nine years old, I, I got a chance to try it and loved it. And then um, started doing that. My dad bought me a go-kart and we were doing that in the summers. And then in the winters, I was playing hockey. So hockey is obviously like the biggest sport in Sweden and everyone loves it. So that was more sort of, the usual thing that kids does uh, growing up in Sweden, I guess. So I did both until I was 16 uh, and, and was, was okay. I was pretty good at both, uh, probably a better racing driver or talent than, than hockey, but uh, I did enjoy both. Uh, but at some point, you know, you have to sort of pick a career to pursue, I guess. So when I was 16, I had to sort of pick between hockey and, and, and racing and choose racing, obviously which I think was a good decision looking back at it. But still, I mean, I, I love hockey. I still follow it a lot and then go watch, you know, games in, in Sweden and here in America. So still a big passion of mine. Do you, do you, because you're still a fan of hockey, is that why um, your neck is still the size that it is? Or is that like just a, a racing thing? I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I, I feel, I feel like <laughs> well, I work out my neck and your neck is like three times the size of mine. And it's giving me quite I, I a complex. It's, That's it's an F1 thing. Cam, camera angle. Camera angle. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> I mean, Tim doesn't have a neck. So. <laughs> there, look at that. Oh, wow. I'm scared. That's, uh, didn't know you could <laughs> flex your neck until right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Marcus, so, so you talk about like your kind of your early days um, in karting and then, what year? So you and I actually like our our history goes really far back because we raced together against each other in GP two, certainly in two thousand thirteen. But you had been in GP two, which is kind of, is now Formula two. Obviously, you, what was your first year there? Was it two thousand twelve? No, no, it was. I did ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I did four oh, years. Oh, you did. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, I was there for a while, and then. 2014, you made your F1 debut with Caterham, right? And then yep. 2015, it was Sauber for the remaining three years, right? So you and I were kind of on that similar track for a period of time. You actually were the race driver at Caterham, um, kind of when I was the reserve driver at Caterham, and both chasing this this dream that really every young driver like wants, you know, we, we all often talk about how formula one is the pinnacle and, and there's so many amazing things about what makes that sport, what it is from the cars to the tracks, to the manufacturers, the drivers, et cetera. And you're so single track focused on F1, that other racing doesn't really exist. <clears throat> and then you get, whether it's by choice or not, you get the opportunity to see another form of motorsports. And I know you've talked about how much you've kind of loved the introduction to IndyCar and you've fallen in love with the sport and, and everything about the series and, and the races and the competition and all of that stuff. But I, for our listeners, like, do you actually think IndyCar is better than F1? Or maybe that's not the right question. Do you actually enjoy your, your quality of life more now even though you're not in this super popular and glamorous sport that that f1 has become uh, i see myself as very privileged that i have had the chance to race both in f1 and in the car uh, i've sort of lived both uh, and i like to say that, you know i i 
love both in their own kind of way. I don't like to say like one is better than the other. I think both is, is, is great in their own way. I think F1 on a global platform, you know, it's, it's, it's huge, you know, and it's such a cool series and, and, you know, it's, it's a competition where manufacturers and teams, you know, compete to build the best cars and develop the best car. It's just so much more than just like a driver to try and be the best racing drivers in the world. Right. Like it's something so much bigger than that. So I think, I think F1 is, is, is amazing in, in, in many aspects. And, and I really enjoyed my time in F1. It was my dream growing up to be an F1 driver. I got there and I really enjoyed it. And then the last couple of years, I didn't enjoy it as much because I didn't feel like I got the chance to really show what I could do. And it's, it's really tough, you know, when you're stuck in those smaller teams that you can't really compete and you feel like you're developing as a driver, but you're doing the same results or even worse results than you were doing when you were not as good as a driver, let's say. So it's, it's, for me, it was quite tough mentally. And towards my end of my F1 career, I was feeling pretty, pretty down. I didn't really enjoy it as much, which is crazy. I drive Formula One as one of 20 drivers in the world. And I didn't really enjoy it so much the last year and a half or whatever. So it was a bit weird. Uh, and then coming to IndyCar was also something I'd always, I remember as a kid watching Kenny Brack racing in, in, in the car and stuff like that. So I always had that in my mind. So when sort of my F1 career uh, went, came to an end, I straight away said to my management, like, I want to go in the car racing. That's, that's where I want to go. Uh, and, uh, and ever since coming to IndyCar, I've, I've loved it. I think the competition and the way that sort of, it's more of a, of course it's, you know, bigger and smaller teams and all that. There's no doubt about that in IndyCar as well, but it's so much more a, a driver's um, sport in a way, you know, and, and, and that has been a lot of fun. Uh, and also for me, you know, fighting for race wins and podiums again, uh, it's been, it's been, you know, just amazing for motivation, for, for everything, you know, we're all competitors and, and, you know, that sort of fire you get from from knowing going to race weekend that hey i can win this weekend you know i i did five years of f1 and i never once had that feeling <laughs> it was like yeah you know no way that was gonna happen so it's been you know i, I like I, said, I don't like to compare them against each other i think both are, are great in their own ways and uh, and i think you know i say that to people i think we should enjoy both you know and and think that it's great that f1 is successful it's great that indycar is uh, and i think that is a good thing ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So when you were part of the catering team and uh, Alex was the reserve driver there, did you just like hate him? Because you knew he was there trying to yeah, like just take assume. your time. You, like, do all drivers on F1 teams like really actually kind of dislike the reserve driver because that's the guy that's like, you know, poking to try to take your job. Begging if, to take if, their if, job. Like, if he was like, hey, Marcus, I brought you your lunch today. Would you be like, nah, I'm good. I'm not eating <laughs> like, that. No, I'm not eating that one. <laughs> I'll be like, thanks. And then you're throwing it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, F1 is a strange world. It's a lot more like, I, I found it a lot harder to be friends with your yeah, teammates or even other competitors in F1. It's so much like, I don't know, it's a bit weird. Everyone is just so like focused on, on their own success that it's it's a lot more you sort of turn, you know, it's not talking about Alex specifically, but you know, it's like in general in F1. Uh, it's a lot about that, I feel like. And IndyCar is very different. In IndyCar, it's more like you're friends with your teammates, you're friends with the your competitors is a lot more yeah, friendly atmosphere like that, I, I would say. And, and that's a big difference I found between the, the two series. It's weird. It's weird that that exists. Um, I agree completely, but it, it is strange still because ultimately like you're still getting judged compared to your teammate in IndyCar. Still gotta be, yeah. You still got to be your teammate. So it, it it is a strange kind of dynamic that exists in IndyCar. And I don't, it's not that it, I don't want people to get the idea that it translates to on track. Like I can be a testament to that. <laughs> um, but like, it, I, I, I'm curious, like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that guys are friendlier in IndyCar because you're still being compared to them? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it is strange. And I don't really have a good answer for that. Uh, I think, Though it is, I, I think one of the reasons is that Formula One is even more that you compare to your teammate. It's even more like extreme that it's like so much focus on the like intra. Like you see a qualifying session is like directly on this uh, like graphics. It's like in, you know head to head teammates. He's beating him seven times and he's five times. And in the race, it's seven four. Like it's always like this like head to head teammates and like average uh, between the two teammates and all that. Whereas in IndyCar, I don't really feel we have that in the same way. I, I agree with you, Alex, that, yeah, we still get compared with your teammates, like, which sucks when you have Alex Pollywood as your teammate at the moment. <laughs> he's doing all right. Fair. Uh, yeah. Why? Is, is he having a good run or something? Uh, he's doing all right, yeah. Um, but I, th- I think that is, like, one of the reasons, I think, that it's, it's, yes, we still are compared to our teammates in IndyCar, but it's not as extreme and it's not as much, like, for example, NBC or, or like, you know, it's not that much focus on that sort of intra-team battle, I would say, like it is in F1. It's because the drama already exists, I guess. They don't need to try and manufacture, like, <laughs> yeah. battles, right? Because there's already there's already the battles, maybe? I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know NBC. Though. Answer. Like, what is well, NBC? Fine. I'm well, guess what? Starting tomorrow, we're going to have graphics up and we're going to show don't. qualifying and Please race. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. We're going to show Absolutely the not, James. comparison. <laughs> oh, you may have dug yourself a hole there, bud. Um, but no, you talk, you talk about teammates and, and, you know, you've got some good ones. Life at, at Chip Ganassi Racing seems like it's not terrible. I mean, that team produces great race cars. Uh, certainly the last few years, the 500 has been phenomenal. There's not many racetracks that I think as a group you unload at without a very high degree of confidence. You're getting to learn off Scott Dixon, one of the greatest of all time. Alex Blow, who's certainly cutting his teeth in an impressive way. They're learning off you, who's come in with F1 experience, bringing a 500 championship to the team. Now you've also got Marcus Erics, or sorry, Marcus Armstrong, who's again kind of following in your footsteps in a way, coming over from Europe and, and the F2 side of things. Young, fast, lots to learn, but probably some things to share as well. What's kind of the the dynamic over there? Like you talk about how much better you get along with teammates in IndyCar over F1. You've got a nice spread, a nice eclectic mix at Chip Ganassi Racing, and, and how do you kind of get along with and, and work with everyone over there? Yeah, we have a really good atmosphere in, in Ganassi, I would say. Uh, and I think it comes from from Scott being the way Scott is. He's, he's such a nice guy and, you know, he's obviously a legend of the sport and, and sort of he sets an example in into how you have to be as a Ganassi driver, how you have to work, how you have to, you know, just, just be a person within the team, I think. And, and to be teammates with him and sort of learn from him and see how he works uh, on his driving between sessions with his engineers and, and, and all that, I think it's been, been huge for me. And I think also for, for Alex as well, you know, for, for us to sort of get developed as, as drivers. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think it's a lot about persons as well. You know, Alex and, and me, we get along really well. And, and Marcus has come into the team has been really, really good and, and, you know, eager to learn and develop. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a really good atmosphere within the team the last few years, and I think that's helped push forward the development of the cars as well, and and sort of uh, the engineering room as well. You know, obviously, uh, Ganassi as a team, you know, they are tremendous at car prep, at uh, simulations, at you know, preparing for every weekend. Like you say, we it feels like we roll off with really strong cars pretty much everywhere we go, and and that comes down a lot to to that preparation that uh, Ganassi do as a team. So I'm going to ask a, a maybe maybe potentially uncomfortable question here. Uh, last year, I've got to think there was a little bit of an interesting dynamic when the whole Polo sort of situation exploded after May. I guess two-part question. A, did that change your working relationship with him at all? And if so, has that now kind of been put to bed and everybody's moved past it and you can all sort of go back to working well together? Yeah, it was definitely a bit uh, tense there for you know the second half of last year, and when it, especially when it all blew up there around just after the month of May, I think it was. Um, and I think we saw that on Alex as well. His performances was he was still doing good, but he wasn't you know as good as as before, and that's definitely not as good as this year. And I think he was affected by it, but it was not. You know, like I I was still working fine with Alex even around that time. I sort of separated that, like it's not none of my business and you know I, I i didn't really change the way i worked with alex during that time but you could feel within the team there was some tension there you know and uh, it was not ideal for sure uh but i feel like this year it's sort of back to 
back to normal, if you want to call it that way. And, you know, everything is smooth sailing and everyone is sort of working together. And, and yeah, it's it's sort of, uh, yeah, back to normal, I would say. Um, so kind of a couple of questions to wrap up here. I want to go back to Indy. <clears throat> so you found yourself kind of in the lead. Um, I don't really know when you got there, but it was with a couple of laps to go, right? Um, did you did you have a plan and do you think that you were in a position to kind of bring it home regardless of like how the yellows worked out? Like, did you feel like you had a car that was strong enough? Take away restarts. Do you think you could have, you know, maintained the lead, um, had it gone green to the finish? Uh, I definitely felt like the car was good enough for it, but it was so tight there at the end and so many good cars. So it was, you know, it was going to be a fight uh, down the line for sure. Uh, I did think though, you know, towards the end there when it was red flag after red flag, you sort of did the calculation in your head. And when it was that second red flag, I was pretty, you know, pretty eager to get to the front. And as soon as we got restarted, because I knew that, you know, another crash here and you could probably going to be the winner. And when that happened, you know, I, I thought that was it, obviously. And, but yeah, I definitely felt like we had the car to do it. We had, we had a, a really good race car, which was getting better and better throughout the race. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible to say. But but yeah, I I definitely felt like I had the car to win the race. Yeah. Did it feel Did it feel better than the year you actually won? Mm, that's a good question. I, I would say sim- very similar. You know, I, th- really? I think our bo- both months of May last year and this year was very similar. We had a really good you know, all the way through the whole month was working, you know, through our program and uh, actually had quite similar cars on setup as well uh, the, the two years. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just given me a lot of confidence there to, to, to sort of get the best out of myself and the car. So I had a, actually a very similar feeling and also executed the race very, very similar as well. Right. You know, sort of hanging around for the first 100-something 50 laps and then you're sort of getting to the front there in the, in the end of the race. And it was, yeah, two very similar races in that regards and almost, almost the same outcome close to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it pains me as a competitor of yours uh, to say it, but like, yeah, I think it, you've kind of put on the two most impressive performances of the year. I mean, obviously, you know, I think Scott was a good car in 22, no doubt. Um, but the fact that you were able to back up, you know, a win with essentially a win, like depending on if the red flag falls or not, <laughs> like that's, it's, it's very hard to do. It's very, very, it's virtually impossible to do, um, as we saw, but, uh, I think that, you know, that's a lot to be proud of. Like, that's, that's really cool. And I, that was like a huge dream of mine in, in 2017 and when, <clears throat> you know, for a period of the time I was leading the race and thought it was feasible and possible i was like man that's that's going to be even cooler than winning one is is to be able to win two back to back um but hey career is young you just got to go win another one to get a chance to win two in a row <laughs> exactly easy piece now but it's it's you know it's like you say i think we and that's the thing for me now with some distance to us as well you know i i think we did a tremendous month of may and you know we got we put ourselves in the position to go back to back and we were damn close to do it and uh didn't happen that race is so hard to win uh no matter what there's so many things that have to go your way and um joseph did a, did a tremendous race as well and he's a worthy champion so you know it's um 
how it goes. Try again next year. All right. So let's finish this off. We've talked a lot of racing. Let's finish this off on a more personal note. How's married life? It's good, man. As, uh, yeah. you, you, you've got a, you've got a veteran, you've got a soon to be married guy. You've got Tim. Uh, so yeah. What, what, uh, comically single, <laughs> comically single. How, how's married life? It's very good. Yeah. It's, uh, since I'm, met Iris you know I feel like I've, I've sort of taken a step uh, as a person but also as a driver and I think it sort of goes hand in hand that you know when you're when you're happy in, in your personal life it's going to help you in your professional life as well so it's been great that's and, why uh, I'm such a bad driver <laughs> no that's why you're unemployed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a support so, yeah, it's, system it's been right? great it's been great yeah, it's hundred percent is hundred percent is, and you know it's been um, it's been fantastic, and and now you know buying a, our our first house together, you know moving to our first house, it's just you know that's a huge thing for us, and we're super excited about it. You know everything is great about you, it, though, apart from our neighbors. You know it's that's the only downside yeah. with a new house. So. <laughs> Dude, oh yeah, wait I heard until that. Colton and I welcome <laughs> you to your house here uh, oh boy. in a couple of months oh boy. after I, I, I i've heard the stories about that so yeah looking forward to that alex <laughs> you're gonna yeah. mess with somebody with that kind of neck i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be all right you don't fight with your neck <laughs> oh man all right buddy well look we really appreciate you uh coming on the show um you've had a great season up to this point let's Keep, keep it going. I'm sure there's still uh, a few strong results in there. And, and uh, look, I want to say a championship push, but I, I'm struggling to say that to anybody right now. That's not Alex Pillow. So that's, that's not a personal shot. I, I, I mean, I don't know anybody that's going to catch him at this point, but you know, it could happen and why not you? Right. So have we'll, a, uh, we'll give it a, a great, shot. yeah, you'll give it a shot Have a great rest of your season and uh, enjoy married life. And if yeah, if you have any if you have any quick tips to throw Alex before October, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Please. Perfect. Will do. Will do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.